This is great. Hello? This is great. Hola, how, how are you, Andrina Chrome Junkie? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm well. Um, so, so there's a lot to be talked about. Um, there's, there's a lot that's been going on lately. I don't know how. I, yeah, there has been a lot that's been going on, and so much has been going on that I hate that I know what's going on. Yeah, I think everybody's in that camp. Like, um, and but there is a lot of um, aesthetics and spectacles to be addressed because I think most of this exists in some realm of like aesthetic hyper reality that um, that there is no um, no no authentic um, way that the events are occurring. It's uh, it's far more spectacular. It it definitely is because I think a lot of people, what we saw in the past few days, they people have seen what they've seen, and a lot of people have put a lot of faith into uh, certain individuals and certain institutions and certain conquests and forms of vengeance that ultimately did not pan out in their favor. So what we saw was this beautiful, um, this beautiful magnificent display this flash in a pan as hectic and crazy as it was um it was the closest thing to a seeing a revolutionary subject in a long time a storming of the bastille but it ultimately didn't really end up in anything it was just a cry for help in my humble opinion um yeah, yeah it was like desperation for a certain cohort of people uh, who are really sad and understandably upset that their stock in uh, America has like fallen through significantly. And this was just a neutering of it, basically. This was just the last before the system kind of shut that down. Yeah, there wasn't really a plan. They're, they're fighting against the... Um against the death of the american dream in some sense like they um they have this perception of how america is supposed to function and how democracy is supposed to function and um to a certain extent like it's absolutely true like it's completely obscene to me that people are being arrested for going into a government building um that their tax dollars directly funded um now maybe it was actually people in 1800 whose tax dollars funded the construction of the capital but the maintenance and the paychecks for the the police officers and the government officials and all of that are all come from them. And I think it's just really crazy that you could ever be charged with trespassing in a government building. It's your building. It's technically your building and um in many ways, like the target was way better than the stuff we saw during the summer. And I think it's kind of telling to see Chevron the likes of Chevron condemned this, but then they supported the the stuff we saw in the summer with BLM. And I think that was very telling. I mean, if you see your elites like in very large multinational corporations condemn one thing, that must mean 
you may not agree with it all, but you certainly know that it's scaring the right people or not even scaring the right people, but it certainly is upsetting the right people. Um, yeah. And um, just insofar as the the realm of the spectacle, like it was very gauche. Like people were like, oh my god i can't believe he's wearing furs and he's like completely naked and he's he were like oh that's that's nancy pelosi's special chair how, how come that guy's sitting in it like it was all it was all very um it was all very well photographed and very well um absorbed into the public consciousness through these really high definition photos with like maximum driving impact and that's why i have kind of a i don't I don't know if it's a, if you might call it a conspiracy theory or whatever, but I, um, I I'm just very skeptical of the way that this has played out. Um, I feel like in many ways it was its own color revolution. Like if it was, I think this is just like letting people blow off steam. Um, and I'm sure it was, I know people, I know of like the entities that really wanted to be part of the stop the steal thing. Like the person they've been planning this shit for months, like the likes of Ali Alexander and um, other people like him who, you know, posted the hashtag and everything for stop the steal. So I had a feeling that this was going to happen for a very long time, but you know, it doesn't really do much of anything if you have a plan to go to the government building, but you don't have a plan afterwards. So if anything, I thought it was like an aesthetic display, um, certainly one to behold and in many ways kind of look upon with admiration. But at the same time, I fear that it's going to set a precedent for even more authoritarian measures. Like, you know, you're going to have the neo-libcons, you know, just aghast at the display that they saw like, oh no, you know, we don't care about a woman who got shot down, but, you know, this bookshelf of women in politics has been desecrated and destroyed. Um, and in the midst of all that, while they, you know, clutch their pearls, you are going to have Patriot Act 2.0 probably um, more of a more of a justification to like put weird facial recognition stuff. It also sets a precedent for like ratting out your neighbors and stuff because these intelligence agencies, these police departments already have technology in their arsenal that's really like you know that that can find people on their own but when they're asking people on social media to identify people they're normalizing ratting people out like that's the whole thing you know and yeah. it's been really well yeah they're just using the tools at their disposal they're using the panoptic nature of social policing on social media to their advantage um they have um, in their conscripts because of political polarization, you know, um, half of the country that is willing to, uh, to police the behavior of another half. And so, and so they're going to use that and there's no reason for them not to, because it saves resources. Um, but I think that, uh, the, the thing that's very strange with, uh, all of this social media, whatever, 
is the banning of Trump and the deletion of his tweets and all all of, all of this uh, this kind of thing. And my concern is that if you can um, ban the person who literally is able to um, obliterate Launch the, the world three times over, <laughs> exactly. it's very strange. It's uh, it's probably not looking good for for the rest of us uh, idiots and rubes. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the most disconcerting thing. Like, you're going to see even more of a justification for the already undergoing unholy alliances we see between um, government and, and tech. It's going to be, it's definitely data colonialism. It's really, like, kind of setting a precedent for this corporate techno-feudalism. Um, and the worst part about it is, there's not even a sense of noblesse oblige. Like, you know, there's nothing aristocratic about our managerial elites at all because they don't even want to take care of their serfs. Um, well, yeah, and they don't, and they don't have any, they don't have any like taste or morality. Like, it's a big, vacuous, empty lack. To positively identify it as lack is to um is to over identify that's how absent they are like they buy their clothes from old navy and are billionaires like this is this is like beyond anything that could have ever been perceived like they have um their skyscrapers are steel and glass and it's just it's empty everything is empty um with the elites so it's a thoroughly they don't even have good taste no I think people would have more um, more tolerance for them if you know they even had any sense of taste, any sense of understanding the importance of public works, any understanding of like I don't know even interesting bread and circuses, but they certainly don't. And I think in the future, the only thing they'll they'll even Handout is maybe UBI, but for like black people only. And then that's going to stir even more resentment. I think this upcoming decade is going to be really fucking weird. Um, and just going to, it's going to showcase all of the understandable resentment. Um, you're going to have a lot of strange patchworks. You're going to have people self-segregating into different communities you're going to have people homeschooling more you're going to have other managerial solariate types like living under their bosses in a corporate campus plied away with cheap porn cheap thrills cheap pot cheap corporate field trips and yeah i mean i, I think that's the future basically um, and and nobody's gonna own anything. They're even going to be, you know, renting their their drugs. It's gonna be like completely. It's gonna be completely bereft of any because you know, as as these um, under socialized DSA people will tell you, like, uh, oh, you know, personal personal property or owning things is evil and wicked, and you shouldn't. You should rent everything off of Amazon. Oh, oh! I'm the real, I'm the real Maoist now. Now that I, um, that I rent everything, and it's just a very peculiar arrangement that's being set up. And you can see this. Um, the left is kind of gearing up for this, 
this great rent apocalypse. Yeah, and it's almost really disturbing because it almost vindicates somebody like Carlisle, right? When he's saying like the corporation and the state, it swims left. And in some macabre way, that's exactly what we're seeing. And it's incredibly, um, that's really sad. And I think that's why in many ways, like I've been thinking about it a lot, if, you know, something something like America with its latent pioneer spirit or what's left of it people want to own their shit and people want to have some sort of self-actualization and they want to own some of the shit they have so it's almost why you know i see people really getting into the likes of gk chesterton online um at least on a superficial level and people are asking like what are my 40 acres and a mule what what does uh what does this mean to me and i think you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of identity politics that have not been present till now it's gonna come back I'm I'm serious when I say that I am seeing like a certain white identity politics burgeoning this coming upcoming decade. Like I, we're going to see a really weird populist coalition of black hoteps, white hoteps, um, tradespeople, ex-Trump people, ex-Bernie people, just a really like a lot of disaffected people and i think they're going to talk politics on twitter <laughs> and then they're going to get their accounts banned and then they'll move to parlor and i i just like really don't know what the hell is going on i don't no, really know I, I what i this believe is, in yeah i think i think this is a, a little bit where where you're wrong um just in the narrow sense that i think like if they are talking online about politics um which you know the both of us do anyways uh, but they conceptualize themselves generally as some kind of military general for some impending revolution that they're working towards. No, they're going to talk politics, but they're not going to do politics. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, that's my claim as well. And I just think oh, like, that's what I was thinking. That's what okay. I was saying. Okay, I'm we saying agree. They're going to talk. There's going to be a loose co- coalition online, and they're going to get their accounts banned and everything. But I do not think they're going to do anything. I think everybody is going to be LARPing. And it's going to be this really strange combination of past historical stuff. Like, like in the same way the leftoids, like the under-socialized DSA types, really harp on May 1968. Um, and they get really mad when you shit on the failures of May 1968 and bring up Pasolini. They are going to... The same thing happens with the people who LARP online with the Sonnen Rads, um, Sonnen Rads, my bad, the Sonnen Rads and like the weird swastikas and stuff, they're like LARPing. Same with the people who post the trad shit. Like, you know, they're also LARPing. Everyone is LARPing and talking politics because their real lives are so bereft of any meaning, of any ownership, of any self-actualization whatsoever. And so they're understandably um, just LARPing online. I mean, I'm sure I'm LARPing too, to a certain extent. 
like the fact that I'm even on Twitter is indicative of the fact that I have not had work in months and that um, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's literally what it is. I don't, I don't really know yeah. what I'm doing. I don't really know what the hell is going on and I'm going to be truly honest. So and then you also have people on like Hunter Wallace, Hunter Wallace sort of Occidental Descent Twitter or whatever, who are like, they get mad when you even talk about having like saying, hey, get enough money so you can exit this, this like concrete jungle hellscape. You have the tech optimists who want to use, who are like, get Bitcoin, get Bitcoin. If anything, I think those people are probably the most realistic because they're trying to ride through whatever freaking Kali Yuga this is, this boring Kali Yuga, and just trying to make the best out of a really shit situation. Because it's it's true that our institutions have failed. us. And it's rude, they're not all working in the hands of capital. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't the, even know what I'm saying. Subver- Who cares? Subversive act, in my opinion, some kind of a, a Huey P. P. Long, like, like, I ought to return in the, in the, the share our wealth program. Huey Long has a lot of the essence of Huey Long has a lot of uh, sway with um, different people, different different groups of people you'd never think would align together. But there's that undercurrent of class for sure. It's like, um, and if you're um, if you're from the American South or Midwest. Like, like he's pretty much a household name. And the reason that he's a household name is because he built a lot of bridges. He bought a lot of books for students. He yelled at all the right people for not doing the right things. And he was like a little bit corrupt. And like, that's the mark of like a good politician is someone who is like, oh, you have to grease their palms to get something done. Um, if you're a businessman, but if you're just like a normal everyday person, like he he's fighting for you. And like that's that's how these things used to run. And now you see the uh, the patron client system playing out a little bit differently um, in in political society today, where you have um, people being privately corrupt to no end. Um, and everyone is used to governmental corruption. Um, but no one wants to admit it. And I think people ought to have the dignity to be like, okay, so given given that politics today is like a corrupt spectacle, da 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 um, how do you get the most help people? Yeah, a little bit goes a long way, but I don't even know if that's going to actually happen. And in many ways, like... <sighs> Trump was kind of like that, but only yeah, he was aesthetically. A bit. 
he didn't even give us our he didn't even get our two thousand dollar checks. He was up against a whole K Street blob, and he technically threw his supporters under the bus. And it took it took his supporters a really long time to realize this too. Like, you know, he was kind of just supposed to put the gas like put the brakes on the gas for whatever the hell is going on, um, but not anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, it was... upset it it upset people online to hear that, like, you know, like, hey, this was you got nothing because all they saw was basically Jared Kushner uh, pardoning his dad, right, Charles Kushner, and a bunch of Blackwater ghouls, but and and nobody got their two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one will. No, I. I don't think. And I. And I've been talking to to people who are, because we we got we have MAGA people out here, um, in the sticks. You know, we we have a uh, we have people who, who support the president. But it's um it's very uh, it's a very tenuous relationship. It's like they think that something is going to change because he ran as some kind of a populist, and as soon as he failed on that promise, they went. Well, shit, you know, uh, what now? You can, you obviously can't support Joe Biden because he's just a he's another man in the in the machine. Um, so much as he's conscious to be a man in the machine, um, but it's 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 a difficult, it's a tenuous arrangement, I suppose. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who I think a lot of people have been let down and. Um, I remember when one guy I followed basically kind of made fun of the ultimate, like, I mean, I, I think he looked upon the, the, the insurrection or like the, the storming, like, uh, it's like interesting and everything and entertaining, but ultimately kind of, kind of made fun of the failure and spectacle of it all. And then a lot of, you have a lot of MAGA people in denial. You have a lot of MAGA people who are angry now at, they're angry at themselves because they've been shafted. They're angry at their leader. They're angry at, and people got mad at Cernovich too. Because Cernovich was saying some real shit and reading the room. He always does that, you know? And then they got mad at him. So you have a lot of people angry at themselves and as a result letting out their anger their anger on other people for telling the truth. So but I, all I know is that this upcoming decade is going to be very strange. People are going to get even more identitarian because it's going to be a backlash to their changing lives and everything and I just it's going to be, it's some banana republic shit. That, that's what we're going to keep seeing. Yeah, and I think, um, and I think people are going to become um, increasingly, uh, I don't want to say like hostile. I think it's actually going to become the opposite. I think people will go through the motions of hating and resenting each other. But uh, ultimately, will be so worn down that they don't have the energy to actually um, go through with the spectacle of resentment, and so it'll look a lot like this, um, like 
uh, 1,000 levels of irony, like 8D mental chess that people play on Twitter um, because they're like too tired to just be like authentic or real or they're, they're scared of themselves. There's a lot to psychoanalyze with internet people, but it's ultimately not important because they're, they're not real um, in the same way that uh, the spectacle isn't real. Um, it was a very, I, I tweeted this out, I think, but it was a, it was a very Twitter day. Um, the, the sixth or was it the sixth? Yeah. It's a very Twitter day. Mm-hmm. What did you tweet? Oh, that it was a very Twitter day. Like that phrase. Oh, it was a, oh okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, um, it was definitely a very Twitter day. What? Okay. What else? What else do we want to talk about? There's... Um. Oh, <laughs> There's other can I tell stuff. you about what? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell okay. you about? I have a conspiracy theory, and it is that the squad is um is tricking the American people. Uh, I thought everybody knew that. That's not really well. Okay, they're 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 on another level now. Um, so originally, um, and this goes goes along with the DSA industrial complex, folks. Um. They're uh, instead of promoting like some kind of uh, materialism or like class first politics where two thousand uh, dollars would get sent out every month, um, they are now focused on impeaching the president after the spectacle. Ilhan Omar. I thought it, they they um, that's not a conspiracy. They literally said that on Twitter. Like they, AOC was like impeach Jamal Bowman or whatever the fuck his name was like also saying impeach. They've yeah, stated the Johanna. loud and well, they clear. The, the impeachment is out in the open. Like the there will be probably a floor vote up or down on impeachment again after that. That's all they care impeachment. about. They care about greasing greasing the greasing the wheels of the juggernaut for their career. They're Pelosi basically. Um, right. They and they clearly have resentment for like a large swath of the population especially the white working class one and they're gonna definitely um shit what was i gonna say i'm having brain farts man um they're that's their whole modus operandi they're not gonna do anything and their green new deal is just gonna be helping a few like um basically demonizing a few small like the small businesses out there because they're gonna have undue burden and cost to be green or whatever and uh it's just gonna every policy they promote it may translate well on paper but it's all gonna be used for an upwards monopolization of wealth i mean we literally saw ilhan omar uh take money take the stimulus take money to to um enrich her new boo like Mr. Minette or whatever the fuck. Um, they, they, they do not care about you. They don't care about me. They hate, they hate most of the country. You know, they have yeah, disdain. Yeah, they hate me, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, they, they hate you, yeah. And they're gonna, their whole thing is just gonna be like, let's imprison people who are extremists, i.e. people who don't agree with me. And let's let's have let's create our own control societies and let's just enrich a few schmucks up at top. It, it's very funny to see these so-called these under socialized people love the idea of 
greasing the wheels of like Amazon, you know, their whole thing is like, how can we make Amazon richer? Their whole thing is like some sort of dengist managerial bourgeois socialism where it's like, how can I help myself get a lucrative sinecure that's useless? But like, I want to decimate localist economies. And they have these vulgar efficiency arguments too. I hate that shit. Yes, certain certain industries should be cartelized, monopolized. But a lot of when a lot of leftoids, you know, they talk about Mondragon or some shit, they tend to forget that it was actually Catholic distributists that were largely behind the the structure of it all, you know? And then they hate small business. That's their whole thing. Their whole thing is like, oh, anti-Trump. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care. Right. And I would just think for such an atomized and individualized society, and I'm being glib here because, you know, I've read Marx. I've I've hashtag done the work. But um, I I think that, like, uh, it's crazy that in such an individualized uh, society... Like nobody seems to care about the the individuals. Like it's uh, when you atomize everybody, it's desensitizing. And of course, I know that that's on purpose and that's part of the plan. It's uh, it's just uh, it's a real it's a real unfortunate way for that to pan out. I suppose it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, they basically want some. Their whole modus operandi is like thinking like Bastani. Or like all the retards at the Verso loft, right? Their whole thing is like, once we work for Amazon, we're going to be able to like work together in solidarity and we're going to have better dildos in the snack room. And like, we're going to have nice hookers and pot and we get to, we get like vouchers for being good workers and for working 80, 80 hours a week you know, and they're going to be renting from their landlords in Cupertino or whatever the hell, if they're lucky. Well, at some point, and they're proletarianizing themselves. The whole point of the Verso project in a narrow sense, and I, I don't know any of them personally, so I can't, I can't speak to this, but it would appear to me that their whole goal is to, in order to become the real Marxist or the real socialist or whatever, make themselves poor and make the poor even poorer. They, they're they accelerating um, economic uh, uh, stratification. They're, they're taking... Uh, they're taking wealth and accumulating it in the hands of the few so they can finally go oh you see i don't have anything and i have a and i have a doctorate in economics yeah exactly and then on top of that you know um they're also whatever even though they've made them so they've had their own proletarianized status and they're trying to make their own niche for themselves they're also going to be threatened What they don't realize is that the end goal is that this managerial salariat class is also going to be threatened. They're not they're not like um, your average. They're not like a Trump small business voter person who, you know, literally can't run their small business anymore. They 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 they're going to be threatened later on. First, it was black families. The black family and black wealth was targeted. Right. You know, you destroy the family. Yeah, and you then and then the they destroyed the geography. They um they they tore up um they set they 
the first thing they did is they destroyed the family. The second thing they did, and this is all documented, is that they had to um, they had to create and promote uh, the um, the shifting geography uh, uh, within the community. So they had to um, constantly be tearing down buildings and putting up new ones, even not just along with the gentrification process. Like they might be putting up a a building that was just as bad as the one before in its place, but it's just to create an environment of upheaval. And then after that, um, after uh, so much upheaval over time, um, people get uh, worn out and they won't be able to resist gentrification as much. That's exactly what, that's why I hate it when people go hate on black people, because literally what's happening to white working class people right now happened to black people, black wealth and black families in the 60s and 70s. And, yeah, it's just um, the city's deindustrialized before the the uh, out in the sticks or whatever. Exactly. And the thing is, like, maybe it's a different set of drugs. Like, it might not be crack, but it's opioids. It's Oxycontin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So this is happen. This is happening. This happened to um, black working class families, then white working class families, and then next up. The managerial salariate class will have the deaths of despair, you know. Well, no, it's already happening that... to their children. It's just not happening to them. All of their children yeah, exactly. are practically um, proletarianized um, by virtue of the internet. Yeah, they're they're the failed sons and failed daughters. Um, they haven't been killing themselves yet, but they're pretty sad. And at some point, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if. Just like children of men, there's like quietus sort of kits, right? That you can order. And it'll seem like really uberized, really like, you know, dignified and high tech. And then you can get that. And and then they might as well have been dead inside because they don't really have a family. Um, they don't really own anything. And they there's only so much porn and virtual reality and pot can do for you. Well, and, yeah, and this is the American experience. Like I, I'm, I'm writing a book now. I'm, I'll, I'll have information about that at some point. But I'm writing a book now, and the premise builds off of Baudrillard's book America, and it's the idea that America is. My idea is that America is constituted by lack. Um, that by being a melting pot, it has no, um, no central identity. And so you have this uh, schematic identity that ultimately uh, comes to comes to be nothing. Um, it's just a it's just a great empty empty wasteland culturally. And so, um, in order to fulfill that lack, we create our own our own sort of culture, which is like blue jeans and you know um, cinema or whatever. Um, but but this is a, a poor uh, simulation of actual culture. And it, I have a question. Yeah. I'm sorry. After you finish your sentence, I so rudely interrupted. I'm sorry. Oh, it's completely fine. That was pretty much where I was ending it. So. Oh, yeah. I guess what I wanted to say in the midst of all this, as people are basically like underbreeding themselves out of existence, um, what about weird alternative little micro communities like, I don't know, the Amish, Mormons? orthodox jews do you think that i do you i want i wanted to pose this question do you think people are going to start to look to them as communities to emulate 
Uh, I will say no. Um, I think that they are, um, in some sense, viewed by American contemporary society as the other, that they are, um, that they are um, what Zizek calls the neighbor, uh, and he's referring to it biblically there, that they are, um, that they are geographically close to you and could not be more different than you. And so, um, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps you may not have something in common with someone who lives on the other side of the town or whatever, but you know that you will never be like the Amish because at least you live in town. And so I don't see that being emulated because I think they are too otherified. Now, maybe you'll have, you know, a few like tech bros who are like, I'm off this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go shovel manure for the rest of my days. Um, oh, no, I'm not saying they're going to like actually, you know, let go and live with them. But do you think that some of them are going to be inspired? Do you think a lot of people are going to want to live with each other? Because I think as rents get expensive, I think some people are going to be really keen on living with each other, um, like a bunch of friends yeah. in one house. Yeah, there's already this um, Stalinist, you know, social living model on, on college campuses with the with the form of the dormitory. And I see like, I think apartments, um, you see this in dorms now as they're updating and renovating and all of this. Um, they have... They're, they're now selling like apartment style houses where there's four rooms and then like a central space in between all of them. And I think that uh, that type of common living is going to become really prominent. But I also think um, it's going to become um, kind of Sovietified where you live with your family for for until you're until you're married, pretty much. Um, so I don't see I don't think a lot of people will live with their friends. I think it's going to be um, even though the family is going to be like a, this this tenuous relationship, they're going to try to uh, destroy the family, but then they're going to realize it in some weird way. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, so in some some ways, family will be decimated, but also get stronger by virtue of d like shitty economic circumstances. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very pretty much southern exactly European right. in a way. Yeah. Do you think that um okay, birth rates obviously are going to drop, but do you think that people may start to have kids cuz that might be the only thing they can own? Um, Wait, that's not so stupid. Cuz the kid is going to go off to school and they're going to be brainwashed. Man, you're not going to own anything. No, you're not. Absolutely not. You won't even have a kid to manipulate. And and like, what's the point of having a child historically? And it's like, because you have labor that needs to be uh, done on the farm. If you yeah, don't own shit, anymore. you don't need you don't need them for labor. And so you're just doing it for social fulfillment. And as anti-natalism becomes the uh, leading ideological. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think people um, who aren't in uh, indoctrinated into Earth will probably still be having kids so so lower be, lower birth rate more immigration um yes yes and the establishment of the new elite will be like like i think that uh eventually congress those are the will only become, people who have kids well yeah it'll be congress will become like we'll just pull people out of the h1b visa program and then we'll just like um that'll be congress 
though there will be some type of like Chinese civil service exam that they have to take um, as a part of their H-1B visas and the highest scores become, become uh, maybe the highest score becomes president, the next nine become Supreme Court justices, and then um, the top 435 are when Congress people. Yeah. Do you think that... I'm just shooting this shit right now. I'm just asking you questions. <laughs> do you think we'll have a <laughs> do you think we'll have a full on so there'll be the appearance of meritocracy? Um hmm. Damn it. I'm sorry I'm not a good guest. <laughs> oh, it's it's fine. It's uh we're just we're just hanging out. It's uh... I'm trying to think I I try to think of like the I'm trying to think of the worst possible um the worst possible outcome and it's probably going to be true. That's like my that's how I do prophecy. Basically. Yeah, and I'm not very concerned with prophecy. I uh I don't believe in in manifesting because I'm I'm not like that. I'm a little bit more Buddhist about the whole well, thing. Well, not but, manifesting, you know, all, but like all of it's just what's the most likely outcome even if you hate it yeah you're talking about like being predictive and pessimism is predictive the only problem with being a pessimist is that when you're right you feel like shit so what's the point in being a pessimist and that's what i'm optimistic about but don't you think you could um, be pessimistic just, just purely narcissist couldn't you be pessimistic as an aggregate whole but have be an anarch yourself and like have a positive positive individual be positive individually because that's the way i see shit like i look at it as an aggregate whole like it's this banana republic hellscape but there's a few good things here and there and you should try to make the best out of the situation well yeah that's probably my worldview as well like um like yeah you're um the the government might be trying to kill you and your boss might be trying to milk you for all your worth but you should still go outside and see a butterfly because there's no point in not doing so yeah, yeah i agree with that's, that yeah so like when i say i think people should try to go out of their way to get as be as healthy and as wealthy as they possibly can like i mean that and I think that's the only thing you can do. And I think that's why people don't like tech optimists because, you know, they're trying to make the best out of this shit situation, you know? Well, no, they're, I, I, I will be a little bit, I'll, I'll push back on that I'm a little about bit. Individual, I think that they're actively making things worse. I'm talking about individual people who are somehow, they have been sucked into the depravity of Silicon Valley, but they want to leave and work remotely is what i'm trying to say okay yeah and and that's and that's its own thing but i would just yes i mean yeah i'm i'm not a fan of tech optimism because i'm not really a fan of tech that's the thing either <laughs> but like i feel like uh that's the only way a lot of people can get work and then before their jobs get outsourced try to work in that field as much as you can get the money invest it in bitcoin I don't know, but see all of this. All of this shit is so ridiculous. You gotta get, you gotta, you should get a good government job. Don't do any stupid shit, so you can pass your background check, right? You get a good government job. You hold that down. 
you buy a little bit of real estate. Um, maybe maybe you lease it out to people. Maybe you keep it for your family, um, or or buy a little bit of farmland. Um, buy 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 food um, for yourself and your family. Um, just kind of invest in yourself. That's another good plan. Um, maybe that's a good plan. Maybe you want to arm yourself. Um, a lot of people are big fans of buying land and guns. Well, that's what a lot of I think these, that's like, a much more sustainable model. That's what a lot of these people than, uh, are doing. Like historically. No, yeah. I'm talking about like the end. Of yeah, Bitcoin is stupid. Buy a gun. Well, a lot of them, this is what their whole thing is. They're like the ones who are individual actors trying to leave the depravity of San Francisco or whatever. They're like, take advantage of remote work the Bitcoin, also a gun, also hanging on to the vestiges of the parochial and pastoral. That's what I'm seeing. You'll see a lot of people who actually have money hanging on to these things. Like They're the ones who are going to be the locavores. They're the ones who are going to get the guns. And they're the ones who are going to like have chickens in their backyard and have like a country ranch or something and homestead. That's yeah. those are the people who are I just don't like these people. That's why I'm not a fan. I understand. Yeah, but like at the same time, <laughs> I'm going to they seem to be thriving. So I'll take their advice. Like they're gentrifying the Midwest though. That's the problem. It is the problem. Is like they're just another But I don't want to be left in the uh, dust. They're... You know what I'm saying? So shouldn't I Too bad. This is our property. It's the uh, it's the flag with the big cannon on it that says come and take it. That's my uh, that's my my general philosophy. I should get one you of those. Get... I have my "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Currently. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, get that flag too. But yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes you need to look at the people you hate, who are thriving, to know what to do, or to know what they're doing. Well, I believe in absolute mercy. Yeah, I I, I will be merciful to them. They can come live with me, but I'm not giving up my shit because they have Bitcoin. I have another question. Do you think that? There's going to be, okay, in the future, do you think in the same way having your own gun was like a movement, right? There was a movement for that. Do you think there's going to be a movement for homeschooling? Because I think that in the future with like the, 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 the decay of public schooling, like I'm surprised I'm literate, quite frankly. Um, I think people are going to be fighting for homeschooling. Especially when they see, like, especially with the culture wars and stuff, you're going to have people saying, like, I don't want my kid there. I want to homeschool. But I feel like it's going to be increasingly more difficult to homeschool your kid. Or it'll be disdain. It'll be looked down. No, it'll be, it'll be easy. easier with remote schooling. But I feel like a lot of liberals will hate it. They're going to hate it. They're going to be like, homeschooling is bad. And they're going to do everything they can to say homeschooling should be illegal. And then you're going to have other people who are like, no, homeschooling is great. And they're going to keep homeschooling their kids. No, the thing is, like, I, I see it playing out a little bit differently. Mm. There's going to be a program that's a part of Amazon Prime, and it's going to teach your children what they need to know and nothing more. Uh, you can get your uh, diploma or whatever, your high school diploma from Amazon Prime. You can be homeschooled your entire life. And uh, your parents can kind of set a set a guideline on what they want you to learn. So if you're a liberal parent, you know you might you might add uh, you might pay an extra fifteen dollars and add the sixteen uh, the sixteen seventeen project on there, the sixteen twelve project. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right? 
Yeah, that one. Yes, I know that one. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, pe- people are people are familiar with the year in question. You know, they can Snopes fact check me on it or whatever. But uh, that's the that's kind of where I see things going. Is um, yeah, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll become like gun ownership because um because it's not a form of ownership i think it's just going to be another the education will become rented um and i think that's going to be net bad but yeah no the public schools are going to be absolutely decimated they already are um that's the one thing that betsy DeVos gets wrong about charter schools is that that's the future no 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 um all of the elites are under socialized Zuckerbergs now, so they're going to be at home learning how to code on Amazon um, from age five. That's where things are headed. It's going to be a lot more atomized. So in a world, liberals are down with atomization. Yeah, they are. So in a world where you know people don't own stuff, including their education, um, do you think who's going to own stuff? What percentage of the population do you think is going to own their home by like twenty forty? Uh, I don't know. It depends if DSA gets their act together and the quote-unquote revolution occurs, um, and then they and then they start taking taking people's land. Um, I think out out um out of the way, outside of urban areas, people will still own their land. You see in a lot of um, deindustrialized areas, um, especially across the Midwest. That's what I'm most familiar with. But you um you can see um people who will own own land for long periods of time like they like there there's a house that's in my family because my family built it on the plot of land um like like and this is a pretty common story is like people would move out here from the coast because of whatever reason um and then they would plant they would literally build a house and then that would become the family's house and it would be passed down through the generations and i think that's how um property will will continue to work people will cling on to that like i don't think anyone in my family would sell that house for any reason you'd have to come and take it yeah but that's the thing i wonder if that's gonna happen because i feel like they might i think that i think that probably kind of i could see that happening like as I've said, like I mean, I am I'm an optimist individually, but like I think that there's going to be a concerted effort to say there should be nobody should be owning their home. Well, yeah, they're already doing it out in California. Um, Ed, they used to have those uh, oil rigs and the steel plants and the um, ship building yards um, out out on the coast of California. And uh, as soon as those got shut down after World War II, um, people would kind of come back. They would, um, they would build because those were really good jobs, um, and you could pretty much sustain your whole extended family off of one of those jobs. Um, and so people would buy like two homes, three homes, and maintain all of them. But now you see um, the government through uh, eminent domain and all that um, tearing down those houses that are now called ghettos and putting up public housing in its place and you can see the um the atomization occurring geographically in real time except it's called urban planning and it's called yimbyism um i guess another question i have for you also is do you think that there's going to be lockdowns for climate change oh jesus yeah maybe 
I don't know. What would that? What purpose would that serve? Would it just be like, oh, like, oh, you know? I mean, I think with all these rented buildings and everything, there's going to be smart meters and stuff. And if you're using too much water or too much electricity, you know, you could say, oh, people are using too much. Time to have a lockdown. Or people are using their cars too much. Time to have a lockdown. And yeah, yeah I... the, the thing is, like, a lockdown is as strong as the guns that are keeping you there um, to a certain extent, unless they shut off your utilities. So they're either going to use the police and the military to keep you in a certain place, or they're going to shut off your utilities. And I think if they shut off your utilities, you're looking at some kind of like a serfs revolt. Because if you and everyone in your building has nothing to do and the water shut off and the power shut off, like, I don't, I don't think, I think that's a very um, barbaric arrangement that wouldn't be tolerated. For it would be long. too barbaric, but it would be more, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they would do that would be more fine-tuned than that. Because, um... Well, no, it, the, I think their interest in green energy is um, solely as, oh god, this word is so overused, but, but it is a grift, um, or uh, it's, a, it's an avenue for corruption. Like the reason that you see people from these big cities, these politicians from the big cities pushing the Green New Deal is because that's where all of the technology companies are based that will be responsible for, you know, quote unquote, revolutionizing this industry. And so they're, they're all on the take. It's just another, um, it's just another avenue for them to be corrupt, but they get to put the, the green badge on it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's like, so, yeah, there's going to be the smart meters. You're going to get fined heavily if you use too much water. I just also meat consumption. Like, I wonder, like, I, I wonder how, how people's diets are going to change. I mean, the the food pyramid now, as we know it, is already full of shit, right? Like, I don't think people need 9 yeah, to 11 servings of grain a day. Like, that's absurd, you know? Oh, it's been empirically proven that, it, that this is that this is false. That you need no grain, and that the grain—well, not no grain, but that uh, the grain industry, like big grain, um, which is the economy of senators from, uh, say, Minnesota, uh, Virginia, for a period of time, were growing a lot of wheat. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know how well, they were growing. This wheat is what in I'm Virginia, saying. I'm saying really that like a lot of the food, the food stuff we see, or a lot of the plant-based stuff we've seen. What used to be um, a choice as a for religious reasons, for ethical reasons, or for like some sort of bohemian sensibility, is going to be imposed via you know marketing campaigns and by large food conglomerates because it helps their profit margins. So. Because like it costs a lot of money to raise cows and to raise like you know meat basically it takes up a lot of real estate takes up a lot of land but if you create some sludge in a lab right um that's like and call it plant based I think it's gonna be bugs to be honest I think it's gonna be bugs yeah bugs um, and I think they're gonna make the bugs really fucking delicious. Um, the bugs and then the that's, that's and what then I see. The, the bugs and then alternate meat sources like that's what I'm gonna. But the thing with the bugs is 
it, certain religions they don't allow you to eat bugs like it's against the law so this is gonna that's gonna be really interesting like in judaism you're not allowed to eat bugs if you look at the rules of kashrut so that's gonna be really interesting yeah and i'm a vegetarian and i just don't want to eat bugs i don't care how you make it's a taste. humiliation ritual in the in anglo-america yeah in in anglo culture eating bugs is a humiliation ritual that is like the most humiliating thing you can do yeah. to somebody is to impose bugs on them. So that, but we've been. Yeah, that's why it was uh, such a big deal in Kafka's The Metamorphosis. Like, that's why they turned him into a bug because it's like the smallest, most otherified thing. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think that, but do you think the bug thing will start as like a celebrity endorsed thing? Because like, remember when Kanye said like oh you know i'm trying to get over my fears i'm gonna eat bugs he had like a picture then he deleted it of him eating bugs like i think the bugs will be a trendy thing like you'll go to a michelin star restaurant and then they'll have like a weird gold encrusted bug on the menu and it'll be like a health food but i think a lot of these health foods a lot of the stuff that's made in a lab like the alternate meats and stuff that's just for the profit margins it has nothing to do with health and like i find a lot of the macronutrient stuff pretty you know yeah like what the fuck is an antioxidant i'm sorry i don't know what that is they say blueberries have them i don't know i'm not a health expert i'm gonna eat what makes me feel you know energized and alive and there's some foods that make me feel good there's some foods that make me feel bad but i don't know what a vitamin is i can't see it um i'm just trusting the cdc the same one that botched the aids epidemic like i'm not and then i'm also thinking about fat people and being fat so i'm a one of two things like somebody's either going to create like okay so considering that people are going to have really decrepit health and be eating weird shit that was made in a lab that's like not real food um i feel like there's gonna be a pill on the market one day that understands your gut biome and like regulates your appetite so you don't get fat and that's i don't know maybe that could happen i feel like that could happen or maybe they'll just have like this religion of worshiping being fat no, I think it's going to be a lot less complicated than all of this. I think everyone is going to be Adderalled out of their mind and no one's going to be very focused on eating. Oh, really? So you don't think it's going to be like walled yeah. out, like everyone's sitting on a chair, you know, like just pouring no, out of there? No, because they have to, because when it's like that, like there, there is such thing as like a consumer class and the West has typically been consuming. But now the West needs to get to producing again. Now, are they producing anything of value? Like, no, it's medium posts. But that doesn't mean that someone isn't, you know, railing three Adderalls and then being like, it's time to get the real work done. Like, I, that's that's where I see th- people, uh, that's where I see everything going. Like, I think work is going to get um, this, like, um, this mental work. Like, I think people are going to be like, doing uh doing drugs to beat a beat a video game level just to like focus or whatever like even when it's entertainment it's going to be treated like it's work because no one will have fulfilling work to do um and i think it's going to get really intense 
Yes. Um, oh my gosh. This is so fun. This thought experiment, but also terrifying. I'm trying to think. So you think people are going to get less fat? Or do you think people yeah. are going to have like glasses on? Okay, here's the thing. I feel like it's going to be this weird battle of Gattaca shit. Where like right now with people already having disparate healthcare, right? Some people mm-hmm. having really good shit. Some people having nothing at all. It's going to be the same thing with beauty. Because beauty is, a, beauty is very important. When you have, especially youth is really important when the whole thing is like, you got to be working all the time. I think youth is even more prized now than it was back then. Because, you know, you have to always be like a young strapping workhorse. It's like a very girl boss thing to try to hang on to your youth as much as possible because you have a protracted adolescent. Yeah. Yeah, men. Yeah. But for women... It's like, oh, you know, I have to be girl boss. I have to be young and youthful and everything. Like, I can't be an old babushka, you know, with, like, kids and stuff. So I think pe- it's going to be this weird battle of Gattaca situation where I think people are going to eat stem cells or some shit and, like, just cosmetic procedures out the ass. We're kind of seeing Whoa. that now. And that's then, the that's the only reason we would ever get Medicare for all, but it would be uh, it would be it would only be um, cosmetic surgeries. Like it would that that's that's what I see is like I think healthcare will be provided for everyone, but only the aesthetic of healthcare. If you get a car and like a car accident or you have a heart attack, you're still fine. You really think so? You know what that's kind of like? Okay, so in Brazil, it like noted for a their lot good parallel- plastic surgery. Precisely. And also there's a whole there's a whole trove of literature regarding the right to beauty in like a, a neolib context. And look, I think that's basically the only way to survive in many ways is, is to be as beautiful as possible. But this is definitely emphasized in Brazil by the work of Dr. Ivo Pitengui. Pitengui. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but he's written like a lot of like the philosophy of the scalpel, basically. And he's created clinics and stuff to do work on poor Brazilians who are often of like black and indigenous Indo-European ancestry or whatever. And Mm so people are going to be changing their appearance to try to survive. It's like going to be the one of the ways to have any sort of mobility. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's going to it's going to be um accelerated evolution. They're going to um sort of play possum with the traits that they believe are valued by contemporary society, which is why um there's the lady who like um who like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably right. Um, and there's also like a working class affect to beauty that's always been there. Like we were talking about Huey P. Long earlier and he, he won That's how he became a household name is he won a competition for most beautiful man in the country. Like that's, uh, it's always been there. Interesting. So you think it's going to only be the aesthetic of healthcare? I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's just the healthcare what I thought was going to be like the bare bones, like you're going to, you know, if you have a heart attack, that's the only thing. But like, if you want to be a beautiful strapping, you know, eugenics 
whatever, you're going to have access to really good cosmetic surgery that you pay for out of pocket. And then everybody else who's poor is going to try to emulate that, but they're going to go to some sh weird, shitty, uh, like back alley clinic and they're going to get like a botched butt job. That, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's certainly possible. I'm not discounting that. I'm saying that if there's any possibility for socialized medicine, it will be to get a bigger ass. Yeah, that's a, that's what you think, but I'm thinking it's going to be the opposite. Like, yeah. the, like I think people are going to pay out of pocket to have an ass, and then you're going to have some people who do philanthropy by giving cosmetic procedures in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it, it's the Bill Gates Foundation weird. for ass. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Bill <laughs> Gates Foundation for a fat ass or new lip jobs or whatever. But yeah, I was thinking that the this, the cosmetic stuff and the youth stuff, I thought that was going to be paid for out of pocket. But and but you're going to have a lot of DSA types vouching for cosmetic procedures. Or maybe they'll find it fascist. Maybe they'll say, oh, you are, you like beauty too much, so you're a bad person. Or you like No, that's not a repetition of the 60s. That won't ever happen again. Really? Because like, there's literally fat people on magazines now. Like on, like they're like fat is healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a fad. That 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 like all other things will pass. You think it'll pass? You don't think it? Well, no. It's it's not the new paradigm. It's certainly not the new paradigm, and you can tell because uh, Nancy Pelosi is still getting plastic surgery. Yeah, but this is the thing. These people are full of shit. So they'll be like. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the state religion is going to be be fat and ugly, but people are all going to try to, you know, not be fat and ugly. And you're, they're all going to, or they're, they're going to be like demonstrably huge and fat, but they'll all get a fat, like they'll all get like ass surgery and big lip implants. So their face will be botched to shit, but they'll be but fat I also as think, well. I also think the stuff like uh, with the face and the ass, like I think all of those are just fads as well. Like that's just what's popular at the moment. That's what's popular that's for them. But do you think it, their faces will get botched in a different way? So maybe instead of having big lips. Yeah, by wearing a mask. Do you think the mask thing is going to be normalized? Oh, yeah. I think we're wearing a mask for the next decade. Are you I don't for want anyone real? to hold me to that, but I, I, I think so. Um, I can't imagine um, all of these. Like a new disease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now and now it's been. At, at the very least, it will become the social responsibility uh, whenever cold and flu season comes around. Yeah, I think it'll be a big deal. I can't imagine people like people don't want to take them off. I, I want to take them off. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, but do you think there will be speakeasies basically where no mask speakeasies? Well, that's that's already occurring. Oh, yeah, that's true. What do you think about restaurants? Do you think it's just going to be a future of like cloud, you know, cloud kitchens where basically it's not a restaurant, like they don't have like a brick and mortar establishment where people go and sit down at the restaurant, but basically it's just like you order on Uber or you get takeout and then they'll just or they'll deliver the food to you, but they don't have a place where you can physically go and sit down at the restaurant. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I that's one of the things where it's like 
I, I can't believe that occurs, but of course it makes sense. Um, there is, yeah. there are cloud kitchens already. No, There's I know. Literally... I'm aware. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, fuck. I just can't it's imagine very alien the, er the eradication of restaurant culture. That, yeah. that, that would be so sad to me. Yeah. And like, where the, where am I supposed to go with people and like, loiter like i'm a very um big proponent of like loitering um i think it's Me the way too. that most young people ought to spend their time um and i think like takeout is for the married um it's very ridiculous yeah and i and i and i mean like when you see that one wef like advertise like the thing about like you'll rent you'll always rent everything you'll never own anything again and then you go on a website where somebody who's associated for the WAF literally talks about, oh, you'll rent your cooking equipment. Are people going to even cook? You know, to me, cooking is the last bastion of alchemy. It is the last bastion of alchemy. I could see all the urbanites just never cooking ever again. They'll just never fucking cook. Maybe on Christmas maybe on um no they won't be celebrating christmas are you kidding be serious oh well yeah they'll <laughs> just be ordering food forever they'll just never cook ever again yeah yeah U the uber eats algorithm will deliver it to their door automatically and it will be taken out of their paycheck since they work for uber anyways so as everyone becomes a rentoid andrenochrome junkie i have one last question not all rentoids will be equal, I'm assuming, right? Some people will have more lavish rentoid li lifestyles than other than others. Would you care to delve into that? Yeah. Uh, like I a mean, McKinsey rentoid, like somebody working for McKinsey who's a rentoid versus like well, an Amazon warehouse person. That's the part of this that I think is authentically communist, but only in the 20th century sense, in the, in the scary and unfortunate sense. Because I think people are going to more or less be equal. Um, I think you'll have you'll be able to um, get certain things, but I don't think there will be that much of an advantage of like selling your selling your soul to the devil because everyone's already bought into the system. Like, I think, um, I think Amazon or I don't know what the company will be. I guess it's kind of looking like Amazon, but who fucking knows? Facebook, Amazon, it's going to be Fang just yeah. combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, Maybe the, put in the Uber Mensch here. company Megazord. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be exactly like the Power Rangers Megazord where they, where they're all like more or less similar, but when combined, they become like this big gaudy beast that like clunks around everywhere and is like very um that like is uh is like ultimately unstoppable but aesthetically gauche and awful so you don't think that working for mckinsey like as a consultant their lifestyle is going to be say demonstrably different than say working like at a warehouse you don't think yeah. like oh yeah. one's going to be renting a slightly nicer apartment it might be or, it might be slightly nicer. Um, you might live in um, a more gentrified part of LA. Your house might, uh, your your apartment or whatever might have um, a different uh, like. Um, you might have a. They might have fluorescent light bulbs, and you might have like warm lighting and like a reading nook. But like besides that, like I don't know. 
I think um, I think it's going to be all more or less the same. And you see this already. Even if you're a million, what about millionaires? Millionaires already live in shitty apartments. That's true. It's already happening. Yeah. No, there's, there's. Is there an is there an income level where, okay, and ten years from now is like, oh, this is a truly wealthy person. I don't know. Hopefully, um, I I um I do some type of uh some type of distributivism and we overcome this and it won't be a thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's just kind of crazy to think that that's going to be the case. Like, uh, so do you think there's going to be, I'm just wondering what percentage, uh, like what, how many people in the world? Cause if someone's rent, if everyone's renting stuff, then who owns the stuff that people are renting? How many people? Like, how long is that list? Um, I don't I know. I guess that's you, you know, like a you know, like a college ruled sheet of paper. I think you could fit all of the names on that that size of paper on those lines, one column. One column. You don't think it's going to be like? I'm thinking like two thousand people. I don't even think they'll have names. I think they'll have numbers. <laughs> Shit. So you think it's, that somebody uh, like Elon, like Elon? Elon's like number or something or somebody yeah, even yeah. more abstract than him. Well, it's going to become uh like Elon has a brand, right? Uh it's going to yes. become a lot more stalinist. These people are going to be solely depersonalized. There will be no self. So it's like, oh, um by cer- some uh some level um some some machination of the simulation, I have been awarded a lion's share of the resources and and that's it. That's the whole game. It's luck. It's gonna it's gonna become because the meritocracy like has been proven to be just like completely not meritocratic at all. And so you're just gonna have it's gonna be random. It's gonna be a lottery. So even that citizen the even that test, your your that civil service examination where they choose like people who who have H one B visas who scored really highly, do you think it's just gonna I don't even know what are they going to be tested on. <laughs> uh, pro- probably, uh, probably their um, their their level of devotion. Uh, I'm not sure. I I, I think it's surely like, not critical thinking. No, no, no. Of course not. Um, I think a lot yeah. of the it's going to be well. The Confucian civil service exam tested your your knowledge of Confucius or whatever. So who knows? It might be like um. Like a critical testing. theory. Yeah, yeah. That that's what, exactly what I was gonna say. Like there will be um certain Twitter threads that you have to read on intersectionality, and that's going to be uh, what you're tested on. That'll be the Confucius text of the future is um is verso book writers on Twitter making threads about how intersectionality functions. Yeah crazy fucking shit um and and when you quiz them on that that's a very very good indication on how bought into the system they're going to be because if you score very very well on that test the um the utility of this is very clearly to see how well you play along with systems and so you end up getting very um very efficient managers um just by their willingness to go along with it you think a lot of people are going to fake it? <laughs> They're going to have to scrub there. My um, 
my my big uh my big claim is that uh that the only hope that we really have is that uh none of this is actual like um intellect or uh it it just proves how um like bought into the system you are and so um it's going to implode i mean like rome fell because some of their managers were dumbasses and um ever, pretty much across history like all of all of the failures of big states and big empires has just been like shitty management and i think these are some of the shittiest managers i've seen in my whole life wow yeah do you think that people are going to have social credit scores soon when do you think that's going to happen Okay, so I have a crazy story about that. So I am in the Nebraska debate circuit, right? The Nebraska high school debate circuit. Well, we have a kind of debate called congressional debate, which is basically mock Congress. And a few years back in Nebraska, we had someone propose a piece of legislation that was talking about the establishment of a social credit system in the United States, unironically supporting it based off of the Chinese social credit system. It's already getting cachet among the, I mean, there's a, there's been some studies done and it turns out that speech and debate kids uh, go on to be like the next level of elites. And so it's already like kind of catching wind in the vanguard. So yeah, yeah, maybe. But it was just mind blowing to see that piece of legislation in the docket. And it is completely unironic. Yeah, I mean, it's already happening. So we've already seen people who have pretty oh. unsavory beliefs like have their bank accounts shut down yeah and you, you know even if you don't like these people you know that's really disturbing yeah the problem and with that, the social credit system is that it's not panoptic enough i think that it's too centralized for um for it to come to america probably that's probably actually my stance is that people need to police each other. And so like a social credit system is kind of outdated and Stalinist in some sense. You have to have the people policing each other. You don't want to have a centralized police force because we've abolished police. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I don't think there will be police, but what I there's going to be more fine tuned like forms of control, like, you know, like you're banned off of certain platforms like you're banned off twitter or you're banned off facebook or you're banned from using paypal or uber or zelle or any form on any way to get payment so you're basically made a non-person yeah well you you've never been a person right to them yeah i mean you're a my, spreadsheet my husband, line. my husband's screaming right now he's saying uber passenger ratings and i mean that's that's basically the beginnings of that Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's a uh, that's exactly. Wait, he wants how to works. say something. Okay. Sorry. I, I like to eavesdrop. As as the future of transportation moves away from people owning vehicles, especially in large urban centers, to basically using ride sharing services, if you think about it, you actually lose access to a system of transportation because you could have a low rider score, in which case people won't pick you up, and all of a sudden. Um, you know, you're, you're facing almost a systemic barrier, right? Like what if you're, what if you're like working in like a minimum wage job where like, there's not a lot of tolerance from your boss for being late. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you, you have a, a lower score for whatever reason, 
and the, you know you it takes longer to get a ride and then you show up late and then you lose your job and it's like this whole sort of spiral out of control effect that that occurs but I mean, it's kind of, I guess, evident. You can take it in any in a myriad of ways, but basically, um, you know, especially if self-driving cars really become a thing, and then, you know, you, really that is the entire transportation network, and perhaps we might even have public-private partnerships where governments basically get companies like Uber basically to provide transportation services because they understand that it's more effective than actually public transport systems, especially in cities that only have bus transportation versus having like a metro system. Um, you know, it's a viable alternative. We could see it, and then people are fucked. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, I have a question, actually. Sorry, he, he does that. <laughs> it's lovely. No, it, it, it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had a question for, for him or for you. I don't know. I don't live somewhere yeah. where, where Uber is a big deal. Um, but but how, yeah. does, how does that work? So there's a writer score, and, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's on both ends. Yeah, you can rate the driver, and then the driver rates you. So it's mutual. And I feel like if you have a score below 4.6, really, um, that doesn't look good. That's, people. that's crazy. I didn't know that that's how it worked. Um, I, yeah, I, think I mean... It's and that happened to Laura Loomer. I mean, she kind of put it on herself, but I don't think getting banned ever is a good idea. She was like, all the taxi drivers, all the Uber drivers are Muslim. I don't want a Muslim <laughs> Uber driver. She's a little <laughs> bit of a turber like that. And then she got banned off Uber. She got banned off of Uber Eats. She got banned off of PayPal. She got banned off of um, basically every Facebook, Twitter, even if she was even when she was running as a candidate, you know, like every person who runs as a candidate gets their own Twitter blue check account. And Twitter was like, no. So, you know, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I can't. It's it's crazy that. That like I'm, I'm imagining um, like more traditional forms of transportation, like um, trains or um other other types of transportation um yeah there's going to be Train, definitely subway, like a hyperloop buses. hyperloop there's definitely right. going to there's going to be a hyperloop and like i mean i've even heard of chinese dissidents who piss off the ccp so much their their social credit score drops so much they don't even have high speed internet anymore like this is our future there's no need for a prison system when you basically have a phone, which is basically kind of like a probation tracking device, you could yeah, easily, yeah. you could easily like prevent people from leaving if they have their phone on them all the time, you know? Yeah, you can, you can pretty much, um, facial recognition stuff everywhere, you know, like it's, yeah. that's what's happening. So you can do a cab, but you can also imprison people. So, yeah, and the real message behind a cab is simply that the police have become uh, become obsolete. They no longer serve utility to the ruling class. There's no reason to police the class boundary um, by force because you don't need to. It's so excessive. All you need is um, because the classes police themselves. You've automated it. 
we've automated every kind of labor and we finally automated the police. And so now all of the violence is just a bad look for everyone involved. Yeah, and then now it's just like you can harass someone to death. You can non-person, you can unperson them basically by banning them off of platforms. And then the nefarious thing about it is you can say these are private entities. You agree to a terms of service and now they can ban you. But all of the frameworks and all of the institutions in your real life are so thoroughly shit and like not functional that you've basically destroyed their whole life. Yeah. And and because of like this cyber grift economy, whatever you want to call it, um, this uh, this very this very stupid labor apparatus. But nonetheless, like people need um, to have an Internet presence to work. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's why I love the Amish and uh, Haredi Jews and stuff. I've been, like, I, I've been to, to the Amish communities, and I think that, like, um, I think that it's not, not, not great. I've been It's not there. great, but they, but, you know, you can still, you, you know... They still live in such a way that's almost mutualistic, right? Yeah, but I like air conditioning in the summer. Me too. No, I get you, man, and I don't like incest either. But like, right? And and I'm just, they they don't have um they they don't paint faces on their dolls because that's how the devil gets in. Like it's very. I would say that being Amish, like if- I'm real, I'm romanticizing it. But can't we take some of those positive aspects? Because like, pro- it's been clear that progress for progress's sake has not been beneficial for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't even have friends. At least they have friends. So like, how we? I think we've both established that in a greater sense, we're kind of pessimistic because we're realists in a way and we're we're looking at because we're predictive and individually we're optimistic so how do you as an individual fight this do you live in a rural area do you live in a small town like you get your friends to come and live with you you're basically i already do this i'm living the praxis you're basically asking handouts from the people in the sticks you're like oh please can we come can we come uh enjoy it like y'all have a good thing going that's pretty much what it is like yeah yeah it would it would suck to live like in a very urban environment i i i don't i mean i live in we're living in winnipeg right now and that's where my husband grew up but like i think a lot of people are gonna leave with their dollar and with their choice if they have a choice really to remote work they're gonna leave new york and san francisco and they're gonna go to smaller cities and they're going to gentrify it. It's going to be bad. It's oh, like fuck. they're they're all moving to Texas. Like people from California are moving to Texas. They're, they're talking about going to Miami. Yeah, they're going to ruin Miami. They're going to ruin Miami. <clears throat> they're going to ruin Texas. It's going to be like, and now... They ruined all, Arizona. Yep, yep. Arizona so hasn't always what? been like that. New Mexico hasn't always been like that. Colorado, for God's sakes, has not always been like that. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, I'm sure that they want to find something fulfilling, but they bring all their little stupid brain worms and poison out with them. And they actually yeah, they, just end they, up ruining they, everything. They vote, they vote, they vote, they vote them. And yeah. Oh, oh my God. They did that to North Carolina. Like the oh, yeah. research triangle park area. Charming. And then they gaped it. Like Durham has been thoroughly gaped. Well, not thoroughly. Like you can buy a home still, but like, oh my god you basically they're have best. The they're, they're, you're taking the detrius from those areas look the least I can do is not vote them if I move somewhere like that yeah and I'll assimilate as much as I possibly can with the yeah. natives yeah, I'll, be please, um... I'll, I'll be respectful of the traditions yeah. of the people there if I do yeah. leave yeah, you gotta know that Ford Truck stands for Fix or Repair Daily. You gotta get in on all the little culture, all, all the I little will, cultural I, signifiers. Yeah, you you want to respect the culture. So, what do you think yeah. of the people who come over but respect the culture? Obviously, that's not most people. But do you think there could be a subset of people who are like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna go and respect the culture of people." have souls the thing is like individuals are set in their ways like if you're a grown adult you're not um you're not gonna go somewhere and be like i'm here to respect the culture you're like i'm a person existing within this space and so i'm gonna be myself because i paid for this land now you may be saying consciously to yourself like oh i'm i'm respecting the culture or whatever but it's like you went to yale like it doesn't matter you're not like it, it's not we're not the same damn what and if it's he not went personal. to? It's not an what issue if... of resentment or mercy. It's just like I don't know. It's just Gotta true. Hit you with the That's shrug true. emoji. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. The only solution I see is like, um, the the establishment of like um, almost like uh, elite parlors again, like literary parlors, and like get like some type of a coastal elite like um aloofness popping again get like their um because like they they're, need to lean all... into their wealth they need a the scourge of re relatability yeah so yeah. maybe what we should do i should embrace i'm embr i should be fully and i'm not okay because you need to be a wasp you need to try to become a wasp that's what i would advise instead of trying to be amish you should try to be a wasp because that's far more attainable and luxurious interesting interesting you'll have more fun too i'm not a wasp though i'm more of a failed daughter of two um two brown people from a shithole country right and they no, they're, I brain, know that. they're brain drain immigrants so i should try to be a wasp or should yeah. i accept my brain drain status well i don't know it's uh it's a difficult question or maybe i like i don't know I can just say definitively that you're not a hick. Definitely not. No. I respect, but I'm not. It's like, I, I never am. I never could. Right. I went to and like, you like aesthetically stand out. Like, you like maximalism. You're like, I love, I love these maximalism. drapes. Like, nobody... <laughs> I love those. At least I don't love uh, WeWork mausoleum bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm not saying you have bad taste. I'm saying... You have you have taste. It's not hick taste, yeah. Yeah.
It's just it's it's a different environment. So, so do you think that people should be like people who are the daughters and sons of brain drain immigrants and wasps and like um well off like Boston Brahmins, they should lean into their maximalist tendencies? Yeah. Like like why not? Like see when I say that you should be a wasp, it's because I know that you have the taste of a wasp. So I'm not saying that it would be natural, but I'm saying because because there's like kind of an emptiness, kind of a lack that defines defines the 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 taste or whatever, you might as well uh, lean into it. You might as well fully maximize and capitalize on it. Be American about it, you know. The wasp though is more of a Mar- Martha Stewart because I'm not exactly a Martha Stewart either. Is Martha more Stewart ori- really I'm- the wasp? Is Martha See, Stewart? I say wasp, but I don't really know what that means. Like I just associate like white Anglo-Saxon. Right. Like not Italian, like not Jewish. Let me see yeah. if Mar is Martha. It would let me see Martha's background. Polish. Well, technically not a wasp, but she's a wasp. She's Polish. Yeah. She's she's blonde. Okay. Pole aren't poles blonde? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant, but I the hey, Polish, Polish people Jews I don't have dark hair. Like. Okay, anyways, yeah, she daughter of she's Catholic. I think Catholics are wasps now too, basically. Yeah, like but that's Catholic. crazy. Like No, Catholics are not wasps. Like I would say I would say far more that uh the the H1B children, the the immigrant doctors and so on, that that class of people is far closer to wasp status than like uh, poor Irish Catholics or whatever, but, but you know Joe wasp. Biden's trying to change that. We have an Irish president now. We've got a Catholic. So no, it's a... wait. What about? But there's Kennedy. There was Kennedy. Yeah, I know. Well, okay. Back in the White I House, think I, I I don't even think it's wasp anymore. What what we're seeing is this like conglomeration of like Boston Brahmins, old wasps, uh. Coastal, there are no old wasps. Coast- the last wasp is Noam Chomsky, and he looks like shit. But Chomsky's Jewish. But I guess American Jews are also wasps now. Yeah, yeah, everyone's a wasp, so nobody's a wasp. Okay, I guess I'm, for now, even though my parents are from brown shithole country, and, but they, they're, they're like brain drain immigrants, and I went to UNC, I'm also a wasp. Yep, you are. And even though I'm Jewish now. Okay, I'm a wasp. This is such a mind fuck. Because we've been lied to our whole lives that we're normal, right? Like, we should just, you know, everyone's the same. Everyone's not the same. I don't know. This was a mind fuck. You met, you, you, you gaped my mind it's uh you're not even you're not even uh yeah yeah because identity means nothing you might as well be a wasp you got the taste of one so what does it matter you like uh mm-hmm. you like you like thick persian tapestries that you bought on the internet nothing wrong with that they're beautiful just embrace it lean into it although i i think i'd want to buy kyrgyz sheerdax on the internet to be quite honest with you I have I have some weird 
weird aesthetic taste. Like I just want a a house with blue sofavid tiles on the roof so bad. Like that. Inshallah, just... inshallah, you will get that. Yeah. Do you do so, you remember when Joe Biden said inshallah at the debate? That went. That I don't went think crazy. he said inshallah, but he sounded he like did. he said inshallah. No, he he did, and the campaign confirmed it. He, Do you think they really confirmed did. it because it sounded cooler? No. No. That that was... He said it. Here's what I think happened. I think that there was a neural misfiring. And that he like remembered a phrase he heard when he was His on... His whole like, thing is a neural misfiring. It's hilarious. Yeah. The, but, but, but he really did say it. And it wasn't it wasn't really cool because it didn't make sense. But then they justified it, and they were like, "Oh, this is in some in some parts of the Arab speaking world. This this is the colloquial meaning relating to time." And da 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 da. And they just they just kind of justified it away. So but. if everyone's living like basically the same, and you have the taste of a wasp, an expensive taste, and you're leaning into that, how can you lean into that if you don't even have the discretionary income to do that? Unless you would have the discretionary income to do that, but only rent. Yeah, I mean, none of us have the discretionary income to do anything. We're all just posting. So you might as well post like you have that kind of income because everyone's lying about their income anyway. Nobody makes that much money. I mean, the only people who do make that money like live in the suburbs and have the last remaining nine to five jobs. Yeah, and even they don't really make money like that. Like they make they make money, but it's like I have a boat money. It's not it's none of this like psycho like I'm I I needed a haircut so I flew to Paris type shit. No, no one does that. No one has that money. Well, no, the people who have that money wouldn't because they have no taste. Yeah. Fuck. They go to get their shit done at like supercuts. Yeah, Terrible yeah, great clips inside the Walmart. He's like, it's Mark Zuckerberg's like, it's very efficient because I can get popcorn chicken over. I can get popcorn chicken, a rotisserie chicken, a flat screen TV and a haircut all in one trip. And it's completely right. Like it is efficient. That's terrible. I hate vulgar efficiency. And this is why the, the DSA people fail. And this is why. Or, or maybe they're succeeding. They're definitely accomplishing their aims. You just hate their aims. They're very good aims. at what they do. Man, I'm going to use my B Bastani bucks to get uh, <laughs> freaking a Bastani and Amazon bucks to go get a rug, a really nice rug. <laughs> that would be good. Rugs are the rugs are really the centerpiece of a room in some sense. Yeah, because... they tie the room together. Very Yeah, lousy. and how are you going to have something? An oven. And oven yeah. ties the kitchen together. Well, here's the thing. I know how you can live large. If you if you can buy a home, if you can even buy a home, get a small home, but deck out the inside. Don't get one of those garish, like, 3,000 to 5,000 square foot homes and then not have any money to decorate the inside of the, your home. Yeah. I'm well, thinking I, I've, I've had it with these gray homes, man. These gray homes, gray laminate floors makes me angry. There's um, and there's a very concrete floors are a big deal now. People fucking love concrete and exposed bulbs. People just want to look like they live in a Costco. Bananas. 
It's very sad. No, I'm going to look like an old wasp lady. Yeah. Whatever wasp even means anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I just want an oil lamp. I want to own like a, a lamp, but it burns like whale blubber. Only whale blubber. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you'll have that. Yeah, um, I'm setting my goals big, but like I don't, I don't really want anything else. Like I would be fine to live in an apartment forever. Like I, I'm down with the hive. Like whatever it takes, I'm not really worried. Do you think people I'm, are gonna be able to retire? Well, not retire, but like, do you think that? Well, everyone I, will get shoved into a state mandated like nursing home. I mean, it's everyone's kind of... already retired. That's the thing. Is like they're in a constant state of retirement. So it's like, oh, yeah, they're underemployed. Right, man. This is ter- like it's like it's it's so weird. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I hope we can do this again. I'd love to have yeah. you on Public Dope again. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah.